Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. The White Room. Two strangers awake, naked and trapped in a strange room. Bijmak 1031. I awoke to a whiteness so blinding that it took several moments before I could do anything but squint. My eyes eventually adjusted to the pain enough to open fully, but the brightness never dimmed. I was lying prone, looking up at what should have been a ceiling, or the sky or something, anything. Instead, all I could see was an unbroken field of white. Was I awake? Maybe I was dead. I felt disembodied, and there were several failed attempts by my brain to send signals to my limbs before I could finally recognize the existence of them. Okay, so I'm not dead. I'm still in my body. And I don't think I'm dreaming. But that doesn't mean anything. You always think a dream is real until you wake up. I tried to sit up and couldn't. Pins and needles crept throughout my body. Slowly, my nerve endings came back to life, once more providing sensations. I managed to move my head with some effort. The whiteness where a ceiling or sky should have been seemed to continue on forever. There were no curves, no edges, no corners that I could see. There was not a single crack or flaw to provide any sense of depth or scale. It was so unnerving it made me nauseous. My head swam with dizziness, and suddenly the blinding white went black as I slipped into unconsciousness. I have no idea how long I was out. When I awoke, I felt more in my body, more solid and whole, no longer floating in nothingness. But when I opened my eyes, I saw the same endless white space. Feeling less dizzy, I tried to move. I was lying on some kind of flat platform, like a bunk or a shelf. It was just as white as the ceiling, but as my eyes focused, I could make out its edges. I cautiously lifted myself into a sitting position, easing my legs over the edge of the platform, not even sure there would be a floor until my feet touched it. It was as white as everything else. I couldn't see where the floor met a wall, or a wall made way to a ceiling. It was utterly disorienting, and I again felt my head spin. I put my head between my knees and took several deep breaths, trying not to hyperventilate. When the spell had passed, I sat up and again tried to comprehend my surroundings. I was in a physical space, that much I could decipher. I could feel a floor under my feet, and the platform I was sitting on. Putting out a tentative hand, it made contact with a wall behind me that my platform connected to. 
The scene where the platform met the wall was the only thing that gave me any sense of solidity. My eyes slowly traced the scene to where it ended in a rounded corner. Looking down, I could see my feet, and could feel a solid surface beneath them. But my mind still couldn't grasp that there was a floor, and I could not see where the floor ended and the wall behind me began. I tried to stand up and felt yet another wave of nausea. As solid as the floor felt, my mind refused to acknowledge its existence. I sat back down on the only surface I trusted to exist, the platform. It was only then that I realized I was completely naked. Where the hell am I? My voice was a shaky rasp. That's when the screaming started. I was so startled by the high-pitched screams that I instinctively covered my ears and closed my eyes. It took me several moments to realize they were not my own. Opening my eyes, I was shocked to find a young woman lying prone directly across from me. She appeared to be floating magically, then my eyes made out the shape of a platform under her, exactly like the one I'd woken up on. Had she been there earlier? Had she just appeared? I had no answer. But she was there now, solid and whole, a physical thing my mind could focus on and help ground me to reality. She was as naked as I was. Hey! Hey! I tried to speak, to get her attention, to calm her cries despite my own sense of panic. Suddenly her shrieks ended. She, as did I upon waking to this madness, had blacked out. The room was now deafening in its silence. I listened for a sound, any sound, a creak, a rustle, the hum of electricity, anything. But the only sounds were of my breathing, and that of the young woman. I focused on her to get a better grasp of the room. She appeared to be only several feet away. It would be impossible to judge the scale of the all-white space without her as a focal point. Carefully, I tried my feet again. Keeping one hand against the wall that supported my platform, I slowly started to traverse the space. There were no corners, only the gentle slope of the surface guiding me in an eventual half-circle, where I paused near the unconscious woman's side. Looking down at her, she appeared to be in her late teens, perhaps early twenties. Her long hair fell in random strands around her expressionless face. It was only the gentle rise and fall of her chest that told me she was still alive, her breath slow but steady. I felt a slight embarrassment when I again noticed her nudity, and instinctively averted my eyes. Not yet having the guts to move without a grip on the wall, I continued my journey, moving past her along the surface of the space, eventually coming back around towards the other side. I'd pause every few steps, feeling for a door or seam or anything that might hint at a way out, but there was nothing. Arriving back at my original starting point, I collapsed on my platform, exhausted. I estimated what I now understood to be a circular, enclosed space at about 10, maybe 15 feet in diameter. Not very big at all. Still, I felt like I'd just run a marathon. Now having some sense of scale, I found it easier to look more closely around the room. There were no lighting fixtures. Whatever was lighting it seemed to be coming directly from the solid surfaces of the room itself. There were no power outlets, no switches, no air vents. Every surface I touched felt the same, solid, yet soft. I pushed against the wall, and felt a slight give. I hit it, gently at first, then several more times with increasing effort. The surface withstood the pounding with no damage. 
With a sudden rage I punched the wall with all my strength. If it had been any other surface I'd probably have broken my hand, but there was barely a sound and I felt no pain. I tested the floor the same way, stomping my feet with all my might, only to have both the energy and sound absorbed by the strange surface. I sat back down, trying to shake off the fear I felt gripping me. Then I heard her voice. Hello? It was timid, meek, barely above a whisper. The young woman had lifted herself into a seated position. Her face was a mask of confusion and horror, and she had her arms wrapped tightly around her chest, hugging herself. It didn't appear to be out of a sense of modesty, but from fright. She was looking directly at me. Hello? Who, who are you? Where am I? What's going on? Her voice trembled, rising higher with each question. I took a deep breath, steadying my own nerves. I tried to speak calmly. My name's Nick. I have no idea where we are or what's happening either. Her body started shaking uncontrollably. Did, did you bring me here? Why are you naked? She looked down at herself, finally realizing her own nudity, and let out a wail. Curling up into a fetal position on the platform, she futilely attempted to cover herself as she cried. I tried to reassure her fears. Listen, I didn't bring you here. And I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just as confused and afraid as you are, okay? But I'm not going to hurt you, I stressed. She gave no indication of hearing me, just laying there, holding herself and weeping uncontrollably. I had no idea what to do. Going over to try and comfort her would probably only make things worse, especially given my nakedness. She'd probably think I was attacking her. She was just going to have to come to grips with this like I had. I lay back down on my platform and fell asleep to the sound of her sobs. I awoke to find the young woman again sitting up, looking at me. Her face still looked scared, but she made no move to cover her body, even as I sat up to face her. Where are we? She asked. I shrugged. I have no idea. This is the most impossible room I've ever seen. If you can even call it a room. It hurts my brain, she said, I can barely look at it. If you weren't here to focus on I think I'd go mad trying to comprehend it. We sat in silence for several moments before she spoke again. I'm Chloe. Hello, Chloe, I'm Nick. I'd say it's nice to meet you but… I gestured at our surroundings. That brought a small smile to her face. How did we get here? I have no idea. The last thing I remember is… I paused, struggling to actually recall my last memory before waking up here. It came back to me slowly in fragments. I was home. Cooking dinner. A steak, I think. I remember hearing a humming noise coming from my yard and saw a bright light through my kitchen window. I thought maybe a power line had gone down or something. I remember stepping out on my patio to investigate, and then, and then I woke up here. Chloe nodded slowly. I was just getting home from shopping. I was struggling to open my front door with an arm full of groceries when I heard the noise. A loud humming. I remember seeing a light coming from behind me, which was strange because it was very sunny. I thought something odd may be happening to the neighbor's house across the street. 
I turned around to look, and, and then I woke up screaming. I've always been a rational, logical thinker. Our stories were both very similar, and I put my mind to work, trying to figure it out. So neither of us recall being attacked or abducted. We were both alone, saw and heard the same thing. Where are you from? I asked her. Sacramento. You? Philadelphia. Opposite end of the country. It's not like we were close enough to be taken by the same person. This may seem odd to ask, but do you remember what day it was? The date and time? Her face twisted in thought. It was Friday. September 10th. I don't remember the exact time, maybe 4 p.m. for 15? Why? My mind did some quick math. That sounds about right. Same day for me, somewhere around 7 p.m. It's a three-hour time zone difference. Her eyes went wide with comprehension. We were taken at the same time. Yeah, but that's impossible. Unless. I stood and looked up, shouting at white nothingness. Hello? Is there anybody out there? Can you hear me? Where are we? Hello? There was no echo, and silence filled the room as my voice trailed off. Then a voice from nowhere spoke. We are here. The pure shock of it sent me reeling, my head hitting the platform as I collapsed in a heap on the floor. I felt no pain, both the platform and floor had cushioned my fall, and I sustained no injury at all. At least to my body. My mind, however, was a different story. The voice had seemed to come from everywhere, yet nowhere. My brain felt like it was swelling. Chloe was screaming again. Suddenly there was a hum, and a wave of warm energy enveloped my body. I immediately felt a sense of peaceful calm flow through me, erasing all fear and panic. Chloe's screams had stopped, and the room was quiet now except for the hum. My body started to move, lifting itself up off the floor, although not under my control. I felt like a puppet, someone pulling my strings. Arriving at my feet, I saw Chloe, also standing and enveloped in a beam of soft blue light. Whether it was projected from the ceiling or the floor I could not tell. I was bathed in a similar luminescence. I felt an energy surging through every cell of my body. It was calming, relaxing, peaceful, yet also giving me a sense of vigor I'd never known before. It felt like being reborn. I felt my blood flowing through my body, could feel every molecule of oxygen pass through my lungs and into my bloodstream. It was intoxicating. Every nerve ending in my skin, from head to toe, tingled with a mix of sensations. I felt the warmth of the sun, the coolness of a gentle breeze, and the comforting pleasure of a gentle caress all at once. Across from me, Chloe's eyes were closed, her face no longer terrified, but relaxed and peaceful in pure bliss. The voice came again from nowhere and everywhere. We are here. Do not fear. You will not be harmed. We will care for you. We are here. The voice was softer this time. There was no gender to it. It wasn't exactly human, nor did it sound robotic or computerized. It spoke in static tones that weren't quite emotionless. I wanted to question it, but found myself unable to speak. 
Whoever was behind the voice must have been able to read my mind, because it answered my unspoken thoughts. We are from elsewhere. We are to observe. We are to help you. You are to help us. My voice finally came back to me, and although apparently, I didn't need to physically speak, I did so anyway. Why us? You are compatible. The voice answered simply. Compatible? What, what does that mean? I asked. You are compatible, the voice repeated. Before I could question anything else, the wave of light energy shifted from blue to red. The pleasure level in my body increased tenfold. It felt like multiple soft hands caressing my skin. I would have been shaking uncontrollably if my body could actually move. Waves of sexual stimulation built within me, beginning in my loins. I couldn't look down at it, but I could feel my erection growing. It was my only body part free to move, and it swelled to a hardness I'd not known since my youth. Imagine receiving a blowjob, a handjob, and being deep inside the warmest, wettest, tightest vagina you've ever felt, all at once. Meanwhile, the rest of you is being massaged erotically by a dozen pairs of sensual hands. It still won't come close to the sensations I was feeling. My eyes went to Chloe. Her light had also changed, and she seemed to be taken control of by the same pleasure waves. Now I could not help but focus on her nudity. Her breasts were heaving in time with her heavy breaths. Her hips were gyrating slightly. Her legs were slightly apart, enough to expose her vulva. It looked swollen and slick under her patch of soft pubic hair, and I could see a sheen of moisture glistening on her thighs. Her low gasps were becoming moans of lust, and her eyes now fixed on me intently. But not at my face. She was focused on my cock. And she was drooling. I could feel my orgasm building, slowly but steadily. My cock stopped twitching and went fully rigid as my climax hit. My semen shot out in long thick ropes, in what felt like an endless stream. It was the most intense orgasm I'd ever felt. I heard Chloe's moans match my own in intensity, enthralled in her own orgasm. The scent of her sex was strong in my nose, and I saw the trickle of moisture from her pussy had become a stream, leaving small puddles on the floor. She squealed as another wave took her, then went silent as her head dropped towards her chest. I wasn't sure if she was still conscious or not. My own orgasmic waves were subsiding as well, my still erect penis forcing the final drops of cum from the tip to join the mess I'd already left beneath me. The lights went blue again. My breathing slowed, my body relaxed. Chloe and I were both guided by invisible hands back to our platforms, laying us down gently. Then the lights went out, and the humming ceased. Now able to move, I turned my head and saw Chloe lying on her platform, relaxed and peaceful. I found her incredibly beautiful. I watched as her hand caressed her inner thigh, feeling the wetness that lingered there. Gathering some on her fingers, she brought them to her nose and inhaled, sighing contentedly. She lay back down, turned to face me and smiled. Her eyes closed as she drifted off to sleep. I smiled back at her sleeping form, then fell into slumber myself. I awoke, energized and alert, to find Chloe up and about, exploring the walls in much the same way I had earlier. When she saw that I was awake, she smiled. Good morning? Evening? 
I have no idea what time it is, she laughed. How are you feeling? Sitting up, I felt none of my earlier nausea. Fine, I said, great in fact. I've never woken up feeling this refreshed or energized before. I know, it's crazy, right? I should be terrified after that, but all I feel is. Chloe paused in her thoughts, then shrugged. Great. I feel great. Chloe sat beside me on the platform. She seemed completely comfortable and uninhibited by our mutual nudity. I suppose after our experience under the lights, it would be ridiculous to feel embarrassed about it at this point. Still, as she sat beside me, our hips brushing together, I felt a warm flush through my body and a stirring down below that I struggled not to focus on, lest things get out of control. It took a moment to realize she was talking. So I'm assuming you heard the voice too and felt what we felt right. It's not just a case of me dreaming or going mad. No, you're not mad. That, or we both are. But yeah, that happened. Looking at the floor, I saw that the mess of cum I'd left was gone. How, I had no idea. But I could smell Chloe's scent still strong on her, and I could see the sticky remnants of her climax now dried on her thighs. Noticing my gaze, Chloe flushed, but made no move to cover herself up. This is crazy, she said, I should feel embarrassed, ashamed, humiliated. I should feel violated, raped. But I don't. All I know is that was the most incredible pleasure I've ever felt, and, I want, I want to feel that again. Me. Me too, I stammered. Jesus, what did they do to us? Chloe's hand found mine, and we sat in silent wonder. Time was impossible to gauge in the white room, but we passed it by sharing each other's story. I learned Chloe was 21, a sophomore in college, and hoping to someday become a pediatrician. She was single, sharing a rented house with her best friend Lily. She enjoyed yoga, cheesy romance novels, and preferred beer over wine. She learned I was 42, divorced, and living alone. I told her about my career as a commercial voice actor, mostly radio commercials for various businesses in the Philadelphia market, but occasionally branching out with a few nationally run spots for big-name clients. It didn't pay as much as people thought it did, but I lived comfortably enough, and it sometimes allowed me to travel around the country, although I'd never been to Sacramento. I made a promise to come visit if we ever got out of this. That led our conversation towards our predicament. So, you think we will get out of here? Chloe asked. Well, sure, I said, I mean, we have to believe that, right? She nodded without conviction. It's, it's gotta be aliens, right? She looked almost embarrassed to say it. I mean, what else could it be? Well, perhaps hypnosis, or mind-altering drugs, or... My voice trailed off, not really believing my words. But yeah, probably aliens. Or some interdimensional beings. Or one of us is dreaming. But none of this feels like a dream. Plus, normally... I paused, laughed, and shook my head, no, never mind. What? Come on, finish your thought, said Chloe. Okay, but it's kinda embarrassing, I said. Normally, when I have a, you know, a sex dream, I wake up before, before the good part, I finish cheapishly. Chloe burst into peals of laughter. So, 
So that's how you know this is real. Her laughter wasn't cruel or mocking, just finding humor in the absurdity of our situation. I grinned at her and shrugged. By Jmac 1031 for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.